Here we sit back for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Daniel, Josh here with you to break down a couple more Fargo episodes here in what might be the best show of the year or a contender. There's no doubt about it. So obviously we are going to spoil episodes one through four of Fargo. I do want to start it off, Josh, just getting a a reality bump here from the Peaky Blinders world. We had two Peaky Blinders things this week that I saw. I don't know if you saw much, but there was a Margot Robbie uh, interview going around where, where she interviewed Killian Murphy. And there was a really cool conversation back and forth about what Tommy Shelby meant to Killian and how much it would take for him to make a movie. And to be honest, it sounds a lot like he will not be making a movie unless it's like a perfect, perfect script. And I'm okay with that answer. It was, it was a pretty cool interview. Yeah, very cool interview. It's always cool to hear his like actual accent because none of the characters that he ever plays is his actual real a- accent. So just just another, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, compliment to Killian is that he's just so well-versed in that aspect. So it's always funny to hear that. Margot Robbie like literally like gushes over him, over his, over his prowess and his acting prowess. And it's always cool to see these actors and actresses who are so talented themselves pretty much like everyone pretty much views him as their favorite actor. Like he's like the most skilled actor. And it's pretty crazy because you and I have known him forever and, and, and all the, all, all peaky heads have known him forever, but like, it's really been this resurgence over the last couple of years, but the people who are in the industry and are, you know, top of the totem pole have known this for a long time. And it's, it's nice for him to finally get his flowers. Yeah. And we still need, I think, in my opinion, like a full, reconnaissance kind of like two year stretch for him to like be in seven or eight good movies to kind of get to the a list a a a list you know like that that category um but yeah it, it was cool to see and then meanwhile uh unfortunately today here on december 7th we lost jeremiah benjamin uh zephania and so that's a, a rest in peace for the peaky family there r.i.p r.i.p definitely was a. Uh... You and I loved his character, and uh, he was he was a great actor. He uh, he was he was awesome, and so it's sad to see at, at, at such a young age as well. So, um, rest in peace. So we 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 carry that into a, as somber of a show as it gets when it really comes down to it. Even the comedy is as dark as possible. Fargo. If you li- if you didn't listen to us break down episodes one and two, go back and do that. Here we are, three and four: the paradox of intermediate transactions, which pretty much leads right into insolubilia um insolubilia okay that's the that's the name and uh this show is unbelievable i think episode four was the best hour of tv the whole year there wasn't even a succession episode i like more than that this year so good so many different metaphors lying within the scenes that you have to really pay attention to to really understand we're probably missing a whole bunch of it we'll probably have to rewatch it to really understand a lot of the scenes that that have kind of deeper meanings but just three and four together are just, if you were to watch it back to back and kind of watch it as like an hour and a half film, it would be a top film of the year as well. So yeah. just uh, amazing TV. It's just leaves you mind fucked. The whole uh, Ole Munch plot line, I don't even know what, where it's going. I don't care where it's going. I don't care if they completely so just flop it. It's just, it's put, it's, I almost think that it might be even like a red herring of some sort, but it's not. It's it's no, definitely not. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So um, a little bit of deep diving and I've read some articles and I've done some some stuff about it. And here we sit. I don't want to jump the gun talking about Munch and whether his character is 
metaphorical or literal. And so uh, I do want to do this, Josh. The IMDb explanation for these episodes are great. So I want to dive in there and then we can kind of carry us through three and four. For three, the description is Dot and Wayne protect their home. Roy neutralizes an obstacle. Wit suspects foul play and Gator makes a move. And then four is Munch makes a bold move. Indira and Wit have questions. I think those are the two cops. And then Wayne takes a fall and Gator disappoints. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, I like how they have like the Gator part out of, <laughs> after everyone. He's just like the dunce of, of the family and he just is really bad at carrying out his tasks. Um, but uh, I mean, we can just start at episode three and we can just there's so many different things that we can discuss here. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I kind of want to go back to to Munch's plot line here because that was just where episode three had me saying what the fuck. Like, right, I, so we've seen this in Fargo before. I don't know if it wasn't the last season, but was it the season before where they brought in supernatural elements into the show and there were aliens that were kind of, you know, introduced here. We have only Munch's character. We have this flashback to the 1500s in Scotland. I think I think Wales. the first time in Wales, sorry, which was in episode two for the first time when we episode saw that. Three, three, episode three, midway through the episode, it hits got us it, with got it. 1522 yeah. Wales. I'm like, what the fuck? And this is right after Munch sneaks into what is maybe his mom's house, maybe this random woman, who knows? And it like leads our entire scene with watching her come from the the street inside to watch women's tennis. It was so magical. It was also so. Like, do you I think that, that, that you think that, that that's actually his mom? I take it as a it's an old senile woman who might have like dementia, and he just that she just doesn't have any clue what's going on, and he just takes over her house. I'm gonna be completely honest. I am be- behind the faction of people that believe that Ole Munch is. A, a creature is a creature like yeah. has been around for 600 years 550 years um but i did really like they almost fought back and i'm i'm kind of against myself i want to give this is my post three episode breakdown and then my post four they kind of punch back a little bit because that's when john ham has a great little monologue in the church talking about how he's faced the serpent man before and it showed you know the scene of, of him describing that man who killed his, his kids and his wife and was waiting for him sitting crazy so then i'm like ah maybe it's just a representation of all that is evil inside of a person and so i was going back and forth on it regardless a fx representative called ole munch a quote timeless creature mm. so take that as you may I don't think that he's, I think he's a human that is living a mortal or a a mortal life. And I think that that's, this is my opinion. I could be totally wrong, but I just don't think that they're just going to make, I don't think that Fargo wants to dip too deep into the supernatural, mystical, non-real realm of TV. And I think that that's a flashback to his descendant of some sort. And they're going to show Obviously, we see him in episode three. He's performing some satanic ritual where he's covering himself in mud in a cave and he's eating. It seems like he's eating like goat intestines and rubbing himself with yeah, goat I think blood. A, I think it was a deer, deer or goat. A deer the, or something. Or right. Other, but yeah. but oh. it seems like it was it was some sacrifice of some sorts. He's obviously a very, you know, satanic. He's probably, I think that that, that flashback to, to, to Wales was like the origin of some cult and that he's a follower of the cult and his family's a follower of the cult or a creator of the cult. And this was a ritual of some sorts that we don't know. 
obviously in episode four, we see that that's that signal that insignia that he smeared in blood on John Ham's wall on a uh, Roy Tillman's insane, wall. Insane, insane. So while the kids were asleep, and um, I, I just I just don't know. I mean that episode three when he was he was eating like super fast. He was eating the the intestines. And he was and he was and I I just. That was so bone chilling. It was fucking, it was fucking, fucking crazy. I just like came out of that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And I think that's why this show is so good. And we could probably have our, our own podcast solely about Ole Munch's <laughs> plot line when it's all said and done. <laughs> you called but it from the first episode. You're like, this guy gives me Javier Bardem. And it, it, it really vibes. is. Yeah. And yet we lead our episode talking about him. We got to carry through though. It does, it does give me real Da Vinci Code uh, villain kind of cult thing so let's talk about dot right so dot changes all the street signs amazingly it works like such a smart idea to like go three blocks away and just change all your street signs because it's not like they're using gps on their phones um and then her trying to buy the guns from the pirate i i I wrote down buying the guns from pirate steve it was so funny yeah these guys hilarious these guys are going back and forth i just wrote down winston and steve from uh from um stranger things are you know our cop and and gator it's when she's like he's like your mom gave out gave out that ass like a coupon like when this show breaks and like you know like you know they talk about snl characters breaking in the middle of their scene i feel like this show just breaks sometimes and gives us could be just a prude absurd joke i mean a lot of times we know that these actors go off script and they and they go they go improv on it so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if if that was in this. Show. I mean, we, we see it in in as episode four when Ole Munch goes on his little monologue when he's speaking to the old woman slash maybe his mother and says, and he he goes on his whole tirade. I'm I'm like, and she's like, what do you want? And then he says, pancakes. Like that could very well have just been off off the dome. And that was so. It was the perfect moment to drop something that made no sense while you're on your toes with waiting for something really important. And that's what makes this show so great. And that was just brilliant television. But as you were saying, similar to the buying of the gun scene with Dot and 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 Wayne, I mean, just he's such a dunce. He's such a he's such a, a weak, feeble-minded man. And she's obviously just crazy. And we learn a lot about her in this episode. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of Tom first season of Tom in succession. Yep. W- without any of the charm. It, like I'm not a huge Wayne guy. That's a, that's a really good, really good analogy right there. A really good comparison. He really, he literally is Tom without any charm or swag. Right. And so let's talk about a guy who has all of the charm and all of the swag. So episode three gives us a little bit of Roy Tillman's family life. He has a picture of him and Nadine slash dot in his living room on the wall, yeah. wedding photo. Crazy. I was not sure who gator's mom was in the first episode in the third episode in four when they met face to face i think that that is her son locking it in i think gator somehow age-wise he's like 27 let's say she's 40 that can't right. work let's say she's like 46 nah maybe not nah, i don't know i don't know I how don't i feel so, about because that. i mean we see it also in episode she knew four him, she knew him she said gator so. i'm I so mean- disappointed in you yeah, and she's like, you know, there's 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 a kid in the house, and it's like, well, you kind of set the house on fire yourself, you know. <laughs> that uh, is so and, true. And, yeah, so, just very so the, the whole show, every single line has irony to it. So um, I mean, also in episode three, uh I just uh we we kind of get more of uh wit 
the the, the cop kind of getting more into the fold of things and he kind of has like a little dunce you know personality to himself like everybody here it seems except for um the 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 cop i'm, I'm forgetting her name the the other cop uh the uh, bollywood actress kind of has their shit indira yeah. yeah so we got she's indira like it seems yeah. it seems like she is the only one who has her like wits about her you know what i mean not to not to be to have a pun no i like it because wit is just he's like there's there, i i want to go through it all right let's get to the hospital scene here in a minute um weird with ham and his wife right and you know like he's dealing with some really fucked up i wrote like january 6th storm the capital kind of vibes and, and just weird stuff going on and then he calls dot and then he stares i was really tripped out for a moment i thought we were going into a flashback when he's like staring into his ceiling and it sees Dot through that window. Instead, it just carries us right into the final scene, which is Halloween night, which is everyone walking into the house, which is how episode four starts with a great needle drop and a set piece of Home Alone and Die Hard combining. It was really good. And then all of a sudden, a great twist of fate because usually everyone gets away. And this time, the husband just gets electrocuted like hardcore. And I thought the daughter played a great actress. Just the actress herself did a really good job. Yeah. I just believe that whole scene. And also just, again, I'm going to keep on mentioning the irony and the, and the dark comedy aspect of the show, you know, mid, mid 20 minute, you know, battle royale of trying to capture dot and trying to, you know, escape Gator and all of his, uh, his, his men from his clutches. She says she, she hits one of the men, knocks him out and she goes, go mom. Or, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. like as if, as if it's like a game to her while she's, her life is in danger. So that's just another little thing that I caught. And, and this daughter, obviously, when you're when you're raised by someone like Dot, you you probably learn to to not fear some things and just say what the fuck and fuck it the things yeah. as well. She wants to be a ninja too, but I mean, there was still that scene. And like this this episode got me so into like when you think about this episode, right? It was just three scenes, the whole episode. It's incredible, right? They went they went set piece at the home into um, hospital scene with with cops into. I guess there was the munch bathtub and then the ham with ham church into ham trailer into ham killing the guy. But I mean, it was, there was a moment, Josh, where I was like, this is so good, but it's a little whimsical. Like it's just a little, everything's working out too well for them. And then the husband gets electrocuted. And there was that scene where Dot has to go to her daughter and say, look at me. Like, look at me for a minute and not focus on the guy smashing in the door while the house is on. Like it was, I loved it. Right. It, just, it. It stopped me in my tracks and was like, wow, I'm back in, locked in, not thinking anyone's going to exist after this episode. Like, you never know who's going to die. A hundred percent. And uh, I mean, we also get after the aftermath there. Um, after the whole entire hoopla in the house, Wayne survives that he's kind of like in a shock. And the whole time, Gator is yelling, Nadine, Nadine, Nadine. And Wayne yeah. has this aha moment of, I have married someone who has a whole other life that I don't know about. And it's like in the middle of them attacking them again, another dark comedy, paradoxical, ironic moment. He's he's concerned about the lie that she's telling him yeah. while these men are chasing them. But he's like, well, he's like, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kind of a, uh, I'm not in the loop here. It's like, yeah. dude, just wait like 30 minutes and you'll find out everything. But obviously, he gets electrocuted. So uh, it's it was a great scene, and you said it gave you Home Alone vibes, but that's just that was just the beginning of of the episode, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, we we obviously mentioned it earlier, but we get uh, Ole Ole gets into Roy Tillman's house and you know leaves a little mark. Funny how he's like not like 
just going straight after him, but he's kind of scaring him. And you can sense the fear in Roy Tillman's face. He's yeah. not scared of many people, but he is scared shitless of Ole Munch, which lends credence to the fact that maybe he knows that he's actually a creature, as you said. I just don't think so. But maybe Well, that's thinks- his chat in the church, right? Exactly, exactly. Or if it's just kind of like he's such a he's he's such a scary human being that he's like a serpent or like a creature and not actually. So we're going to find out, but it's going to be interesting. I think it's, I think it's possessed, right? Like they call it possessed. He's possessed by this spirit. It's probably not someone who's lived a thousand years, you know, or whatever. Right. But it's more so the guy who's, who's, he's a terrible person. Go ahead. Go ahead. So someone who's a God, someone who's a godly man, like Roy Tillman believes in, and, and, and spirits and believes in, you know, satanic, like Satan can, you know, possess spirits and souls. And people believe that if, and to each their own. And so he probably does believe that he's possessed, that he is part of the satanic cult that, you know, has a spirit. So who knows, but I mean, we're also not, I mean, we can talk about so many characters, but we haven't mentioned um, Jennifer Jason Lee's character. Yeah. Uh, I was, I want to get Lorraine. to the hospital. Let's get to the hospital here, yeah. but I, I want to finish well, off ham by just saying yeah. his scene talking in the proverbs to the kid who ends up, trying to shoot him and then he kills him back. Let's just wrap a tie on, on, on Tillman there. I just really like John Hamm. He's just really, really cool. And he's like, he just keeps saying Joshua, Joshua, Joshua yeah. over and over. And it just like, it, I liked it. It was a good scene. It was good stuff. And then Gator comes in like a fucking bozo. Like the guy's like, dad's like, did you get her? And he's like, you don't have to tell me you can see, I can see it on your face. <laughs> just like, right. Exactly. It's just like, he just fails miserably, but uh, we get one of the men who gets killed by Roy Tillman for, trying to kill him. I mean, in, in a way he didn't want to kill him, but he was, it was self-defense. Oh, what, were those essence. the two people that went with Gator to Dot's it house? Seems, it I seems felt it. like it was because his face it was all it. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It seems it. And, uh, he's just kind of, I guess, tired of being at the whim of Roy Tillman oh, and thought that he was clicked. Yeah. No, I just clicked two episodes ago. She he was wasn't the one. She was the girl, that girl, the girl and guy, right? The one that lives in the trailer. Oh, then they're at they're at the diner. Yeah, and no, he beat and her he, up. Yeah, and he threw the coffee in his face. That's why he was burned. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So and no, no, no. And he also went with Gator to Dot's place. And Gator said, This is your chance to make amends if you just right. have to find get this woman with me. So I guess they were all the same and it all connected. Okay, that's good. Happy right. to get there. Now we get to the hospital, which is just the best acted scene of the dang episode, right? With, you know, you've got Lorraine Lyon who comes in with a head full of steam and her fucking Danish Graves, which is just such a great name, a, a Fargo for our dude, right. uh, David Foley with an eye patch on. He's really great. He's great. He's, it's so good. And the daughter's there and you've got just the most oblivious dot ever being like what do you mean what's going on what what my and husband she keeps on saying like she's you know saying my husband's not well i have to be i have to be, have to be by his side and they're like well you're not by his side right now it's like, <laughs> that, that was, was funny that was so good. and she's like what well, I, I i have to be here i have to be here and like well why aren't you there so it was very funny to kind of call her out on her bullshit but somehow some way it's good timing the jennifer jason lee walks in lorraine walks in and says you know basically acts like this is like a valet service yeah. and it's like, right like why isn't someone helping us or it's, it's like a restaurant and the and the hospital worker says this isn't a this isn't a hotel you gotta you gotta check in at the front desk and she goes i want her name get her fired yeah and it's just it's just the very the department. funny what department right she's amazing and she keeps on saying you know i'll watch my granddaughter like get away go away take her 
she does not give a fuck about Dot. Obviously, knowing that she's not I, like really Dot. Yeah, I think she's getting. I think she's getting the granddaughter hot take at the end. I I, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> but going back to episode three is something that really caught my attention. Was her monologue when she had the two cops walk into her office and just kind of poke around and ask some questions and. And Lorraine basically says, you know, you guys are just gate, like, you know, for us rich people and poor people, you guys are just kind of gatekeepers of society. But when you get inside these walls, these walls saying her into like, you know, the rich people realm, you guys are really nothing. And I was like, I was like, damn, like that's, that was a crazy little monologue. Obviously she says it in her very suave, you know, drawn out way, but she basically just says, you know, out, out there on the streets, you guys are just kind of gatekeeping and making sure that everything is being, you know, up to snuff. But when it gets to like the deeper stuff and, when I, and the way that I viewed it was more of a, more of the white collar stuff, you guys don't have any say or, or any input because, you know, and, it, 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 and that's when you kind of get the FBI involved and stuff like that. Which brings me to the two FBI agents who are my least favorite characters in the history of Fargo. Oh, they're okay. They're okay. They're so cheesy and corny and like so obviously bad at their job that it's like it, it it's not really like creative in my in my opinion. That's my only that's my only tip so far. This okay, season. that's a good one. That's a good one. I think I think to be honest, the fact that they are given twenty seconds per episode is almost like like hey, we know that we have these really bad characters, but we're only going to give you twenty seconds of them per episode. So that it's not like too bad. I, I feel like yeah, it's almost a yeah. play on all the other styles of the show, like versions of, of Fargo that other people make. And then they just add all of these. Like to be honest, I'm watching one right now. It's so it's so intoxicating. It's on Netflix. It's called Obliterated. And it's like an espionage murder, CIA, FBI, but it's like so uh, you know, just absurd. And, and then Fargo yeah. kind of plays on it with those because there's always you gotta have the douchey FBI agents. So they threw but them they're in like, there. They're like not like douchey enough. Like oh, I, I, I don't know. Good. Like it's pretty good. They're like they're like so dumpy and like nerdy and it's like you know like they don't have any like as you said like they have no swag. Like they're <laughs> like in Wayne's realm. And you know I guess an important part of the plot here is that they try to go to get it seems like they try to get a warrant from from a judge and the judge yeah. is obviously paid off by Roy Tillman. No, I like it. I didn't think it was obvious. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, in the beginning it was like I was like, oh, like he he doesn't really know, but then he, they kind of said he's like and he he was right. It's like what do you think's going to happen if I give you this warrant and you go after Roy Tillman? It's going to cause all out war and and right. just it's, it's like, going to It's literally like, Yellowstone. Right. It's like, it's like, just keep the main thing, the main thing. And, and just like, like, it's been going fine in this town for a long time. He's not, he's not like killing, you know, innocent bystanders and stuff. It, it seems we don't know. So to, to his, to his, uh, yeah, you know, he's like, he doesn't care. Again. He's out in his big group right. of land, Stark County. It's he's possible. definitely corrupt. He's corrupt as hell and he's not a good person, but he's not getting into people's way, it seems. So just let it be. And so he doesn't want to ruin in this small, you know, you know, the small town in North Dakota, why just ruin how things have been going for so long? And obviously he's the, the his family has been sheriffs for, for hundreds of years of that town. So it ain't going to change. That's basically what he said. He just told him to fuck off. All right. Well, back to the hospital. I, I do. I am surprised that dot, even when they're like, so you've got these people on the run, there's a state trooper dead. And they're like, so who were the men that abducted you? She just stares at them and literally keeps looking back and forth with her, with her mother-in-law and the cops 
and never actually gives. She never gives in. She continuously lies. She's like, you must be mistaken. I don't know what you're talking about. And she just then leaves to go because they're saved by the, the nurse to say that Wayne was awake, who doesn't recognize her and may not ever be more than like a Hodor ever again, where she just says, my wife. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he just says, my wife. And she's like, I'm your wife. And it's like, my wife, which reminds me of Borat. My wife. That's exactly, um, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, he just says Nadine. The first thing he says when he wakes up is Nadine. And she says, no, I'm Do- I'm Dorothy, your wife. And yeah. he's like, my wife, my wife. And so I'm curious to see how that plays out. And then she I says, our house she- is on fire, is what he says. At the right. End. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's funny. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, it was just, just that going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. She's crazy. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't really know what's going to happen. Like, this is like the first time ever in a show. I mean, I've been wrong many times about shows, but where I just like don't have a prediction. Like, I don't have any prediction. You're going to ask me that. I don't, I, I can't do it. I, I need more. And that's why this season has been so masterful is because there's so many different ways it can go. And we're going to be wrong about every single one that we, that we try to predict. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's it's not even like I want to e- even pre- like what are we like you, you our predictions are ha- would be too vague that like, yeah like right. the odds are this might happen but like yeah it's impossible to really dial in. I I want to think. Let's see. It, you know I I am very happy. I I guess beforehand I probably would have predicted that Munch was going after Dot. I don't know why. You know because I guess she beat well, him up. You know yeah. like, I just I was just so relieved when he walked into Roy's. Cause I don't like Roy Tillman that, you know, like I don't care if his daughter, like I, I'd much rather Roy Tillman's daughter die than Dot's daughter, for example, you know, call me what you right. But like, I was just so right. happy that Munch wasn't going after Dot. And so that was, that was a good, that was just a good vibe. But yeah, like, I don't know my predictions. I don't even know what, like, I, I yeah, I, 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 it's yeah. going to be some really spiritual shit. It's going to be like super telling. There's going to be some big words. Oh, we got we have episode titles though for like the next four. The next Ooh, what, one's what called the Tiger. So that's gonna Ooh, be a dot. Go. I mean, dots I mean, going ham. Dots, dots a tiger. She's been called and a tiger G- by two people. G- Gator says, like as he said, like she's a tiger. Like she's she's impossible to stop. Um, and I think that's why Roy's like madly in love with her too. Like low key because yeah. she's such a she's such a baller. Like she's, she's, she's the, the fierce. She's the one that the got tiger. away. Yeah, right. And, and she's, he's like the most like him and like you know he's surrounded by idiots like bumbling idiots in his life that that are not on his level and i think he views her as on his level but i mean every episode we're getting roy tillman john ham masterful acting this is one of his best acting jobs that i've ever seen i mean yeah. these monologues these these uh these these religious monologues of bible passages where he just is i mean his joshua monologue about you know the the, the biblical character of joshua was it's really insane. good it's really I mean, good. Yeah, I would like to read them all and actually just really dissect them because they probably ha- they would probably lend credence to what's going on in the background. Um, but just really, really amazing writing, acting, directing by every character in the show. Uh, really looking forward to uh, yeah. continuing this coverage. Um, anything else that you're watching? You you keep watching that murder at the end of the world show? I haven't started. Uh, I, I I keep on falling asleep. It's kind of boring so I far. I mean, it's fine. I think it's going to be good, but it's just really a slow burn. Uh, I think I'm about to I'm about I'm about to start the Crown part, season six part. I one. like it. I liked it a lot. It was a good. Right. quick. It was the quickest season good, like, good. in terms well, of it's, pace. Well, it's part one. It's part one. No, but I mean the pace of the episodes. Oh, like it didn't. Okay, true. I, I watched it. them straight through because it's all about Diana and and the you know the final 
the, the last leg. It's the, it's the last season. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. it pushes us into more nineties kinds of stuff. And so that's, that's, that's good. Look, slow horses is back, which I adore. If anyone, uh, my, my girlfriend loves that show. It's is it so really that fucking good. good. It, I mean, it's, right, you know what it is? it's just like a plate of like mashed potatoes and whatever meat you can choose if you like meat. You know what I mean? It just I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what the fuck that means. But, every uh, okay. bite is just so good. It's just reliable. That's what it means. You can't go wrong. Like hard to mess up mashed potatoes. And I'm trying to have like a like a, a British bangers and mash kind of vibe because it's a, it's right, just right. a British spy show that just doesn't really miss. And so here they come. Season one came out, Josh, six episodes. Season two, they had the trailer for season two at the season one finale. Like once it ended, it was like next up on Slow Horses coming up oh, in like five sure. months. They had that shit churning and moving. And I think this is the third season in like a year and a half. So like I said, it's just something good and reliable that we can watch. And it's only six episodes. And Gary Oldman is fucking great. No, I I'm, I, I want to watch it. My girlfriend swears by it. And we were yeah. together the other day and we were sh- trying to figure out something to watch. And she's like, put on Slow Horses. I'm like, because for her, like she doesn't care about like, watching shows like midway if she has no i'm like i'm not i don't like watching shows that i have no idea i'm not, I'm not gonna watch it midway i'll start from the no beginning. you definitely can't start the slow yeah. horses midway but you so, like it. it's a quick watch it's like based off of a best-selling novel yeah and, no, I'm, no i'm excited uh i i watched changeling i think i mentioned it earlier changeling it's on apple 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 tv based okay. off a novel it's with um like he's like he's sanfeld and it's it's kind of mystical. Um, Changeling is like is like a demon baby, basically. It's, oh, it, I'm not going to even Google it then. Yeah, you're 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 not you're not going to like it. You should but have prefaced it with that. Yeah, it's not that scary, but it's like a, it's a little creepy. But it's really really good, and it's very it's very novel esque. Like you can tell it's like it's yeah. narrated by by the actual author actually. Um, it's That's really cool. good. I and, like that. And, yeah, it's, and Stanfield's really good. Um, and then I'm watching Lessons in Chemistry, but I'm only a few episodes in. So. And, uh, and also Hard Knocks as well. You and I are Dolphins fans. Yeah, nothing gets better than Hard Knocks on HBO covering our favorite football team that I'm going to see, Josh, in like... There we go. Days. We'll have to, we'll, we'll have to uh, do, do a little five-minute clip for the fans. Not kidding. Yeah, but uh, no, yeah, me, and Daniel, me and Daniel are going to be live in person together at Hard Rock Stadium on Monday night, so we're excited. Rocking and rolling. And uh, I just really like this Netflix show called Obliterated. It's kind of in the same vein as like The Recruit or... Mm. Um, what was that other one that was similar to that? You know, like these Netflix, they have like these Netflix six, eight episode mini series, limited series that are, I, I kind of like, like the spoof military CIA semi comedy, also a drama. Um, this one actually has some pretty high level actors and people that are like from like, that I recognize from like billions and succession and like very random roles thrown in. Um, but yeah, that's it off, off topic there. We could, uh, we could wrap this one up and uh Josh, next time we talk, I'll be 29. Oh, getting ayo. up there. There you go. Love it. Love it. The big two nine. Such a mo- such a memorable birthday. It's the last year of youth. The penultimate. The penultimate. <laughs> All right, on that one, that's perfect. Adios, Josh. I'm Daniel. We've been so you don't have to.